It remains great wrestling, really well done. What am I talking about? Find out in a minute. I'm talking about Ring of Honor, ROH. This pure tournament which they've decided to concentrate on when coming back from lockdown is beautifully done. As I said last week, it sounds so simple. We'll just concentrate on the wrestling. But you know, you need a good set of Spaldings, thanks Vince Russo, to do that. To stop the doubts. Will it really hold? Can we fill an hour with just wrestling and and talking to those wrestlers? Don't we need some kind of situation where somebody steals someone's car or somebody puts cling film over a toilet or somebody poisons someone, for instance? No, you don't. Not if you know what you're doing. And ROH do. This pure tournament is just one of the best things in wrestling at the moment. And you've got the rules, I'll remind you, 15 minute time limit, handshake at the front at the beginning and the end. Nobody interferes, if they do, they lose their job in ROH. Three rope breaks after the third rope break, any pins or submissions among the ropes will count. Two close fists, and then you disqualified. So this week, we have Fred Yehi, who's been on the independent scene for a long time, but but new to ROH, versus the last real man, Silas Young. And they interview Yehi first, and he talks of The distractions growing up when he was a child could have become a drug addict, but he didn't. He wanted to be a wrestler. As he says, I have the heart of a wrestler. I have the ears of a wrestler. Really nice. He loved low-key. Brian Danielson really pushes um, Silas Young's quality, but says he'll give 110%. Well, I I have to say, Fred, that that extra 10% isn't really... I mean, you're just just doing it, and there's no reason, because 100% is all you can give. Anyway, on to Silas, who is suited, has a nice gravelly voice, seems very sure of himself and says, I've been training and I've been training in a different way and I have some surprises for you. Again, this is done so nicely in a very simple way, sat down, talking to us, looks, it's filmed beautifully as if it's some kind of expensive movie. They don't do much with it, but they just give us nice little cutaways to both of them wrestling and they move around the wrestlers it looks great they look a million dollars and that's really important well in the match it was it lived up to that price tag they hold that shake and they draw to each other at the beginning and they chain wrestle at the beginning really enjoy it in fact young says to Yehi at one point come on I thought you were going to bring your A game it's really good map based stuff And ROH, as we know, do this so well. Young hits a modified surfboard. It's kind of a low surfboard, beautifully done. Yehi 
gets a standing Indian deathlock. And Riccoboni, Riccoboni mentions Buddy Rogers, which is lovely to hear. You see, they do check back to all that. It's really important, you know. With other wrestling federations, you'd think that they started yesterday. We get the first rope break from Young then. But Young hits a huge knee in the face. And then, later, a little later, Young almost taps. Yehai has him tied up and looks like a star, but then falls foul of a Silas Young Tornado DDT. We get a sort of cannonball in the corner from Yehai and a lovely superplex from, from Young, then a knee right under the jaw. Plus an anarchist suplex with a lovely twist to it. And Yehai suddenly rolls him up. Gets a near fall. There are forearms from Yehai, a shining wizard. They're really selling him here. And what's that called? The Silas Mist, the Milwaukee Punch. Fantastic. Stands on his head on the, on the turnbuckle. Then springboards off the ropes, twisting as he does so, misses it, but it looks fabulous. What happens in the end is that Yehi again goes for an inside cradle and rolls Silas Young up. I was just thinking we haven't really had any um, upsets in this tournament, and there we go. Yehi deserved it. They sold him as if he was something very special. Young is the grizzled veteran, can't believe he's lost, but big-hearted, in defeat. And Yehai moves on. So what's this next match then? Another tasty one. Josh the Goods Woods versus Kenny King. Josh is semi-suited in a very nice, gentle, laid-back way. He wants us to know that he's a technical wrestler. But he also produces something really nice. He says that the reason why he'll beat Kenny is because Kenny is a bit arrogant. He said, sorry about that, Kenny. But he remembers when um, Kenny says, what, are you, what have you been doing? And he says, I, I've, been, uh, I've been teaching. I've been teaching uh, some kids. And Kenny says, you? And I, was, I felt a bit slighted by that. As if he thought I didn't have anything to teach people. Well, I do. He said, I've never been outstruck. I've never been outwrestled. I've never been out-submissioned. Then looks at the camera and says, is that a word? Can I say that? It's lovely. And Kenny, when he's seen, of course, he's in a faction, as we know. And he talks that up and says he's the only member of that faction um, without a belt. He has a nice fluidity while he's speaking, and he talks up Josh nicely. He does say that he's going to win. Of course he does. But he makes Josh look good. And that carries on into the match. There's not so much of a handshake as more a hand slap. And at first, they do the MMA-based stuff. Josh Woods is good at that. Kenny King acknowledges that. He shows him he can hang with him in that way as well. In fact, Kenny King sits and invites Woods in at one point. Woods gets a triangle choke. Woods gets to the ropes. And he's shocked. The look on his face tells a picture. He then catches a leapfrog into an ankle lock and then a double ankle lock. He really cranks on that and King slides out. It's another rope break. He can't believe it. He didn't touch the ropes. Woods then gets on top but thinks twice about using a fist. 
Woods, uh, King then uses that. Gets his first closed fist warning. Woods seems on top, but it's twists and turns. King hits a, 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 a royal flush out of nowhere, but it's too close to the ropes, and it's called a rope break for Woods. King's very angry about that because really, he didn't know what he was doing. He was knocked out, so he didn't he didn't kick out. He didn't grab the ropes or put his foot under the ropes. He's just there. Woods then hits a rotating, twisting neck breaker off the top. It looks really dangerous and looks gorgeous at the same time. There's a long count for that and they're getting to the end. We've got one minute remaining. Woods goes for a kick. King, King grabs his, kick, his, his leg, gets a single leg crab, but the bell goes and, no, and he didn't tap out. Woods didn't tap out, so it goes to the judges. There are three judges and on a split decision, it goes to Woods. King can't believe it, wants to know why. And apparently it came down to the punch. He was warned on it, they both had road breaks, but he hit the punch and that went against him. He can't believe it, very, very angry. And there you go. Two upsets. Yay High and Josh the Goods Woods. They're advancing to the next round. And this is beautifully done. It's great that we don't have any dusty finishes. That we don't have any um, huge angles. That we don't have characters who then can't wrestle as well as they can talk. Or as well as they can show themselves. This is about wrestling. Of course, it's the pure championship, but it's so well done, so simple. It's another five out of five. This is a wonderful hour of wrestling. And I have to stress that word again, wrestling. If you want the rough and tumble and the entertainment, you can go elsewhere. There's lots that you can see. But if you want to see wrestlers who know what they're doing, who can talk about their craft, and who can then show that in the ring. Come here. It's an absorbing hour of wrestling. And in the grap game, isn't that really what's important? Ta-ta.